As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Good evening, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on a Sunday night, March 21st. I'm J.E. Skeets, rolling solo here, and this is what I'm calling the No Dunks 2021 NBA Trade Deadline Primer. Yeah, just a little bonus podcast here for you on a Sunday night. I thought it could be a little fun, maybe even a little informative. Uh, You know, get us ready for this week's NBA Trade Deadline. It's going to be an action-packed Trade deadline week, at least in no dunks land. We'll see what happens with the actual deals. It goes down Thursday, March 25th. The market is not looking uh, particularly juicy, but that's okay. I'm going to tackle a few key questions I think we should all be thinking about here. You know, talk about the buyers and the sellers, maybe throw out some potential deals, predictions of what I'd like to see happen, what could happen. Uh, with things getting called into the league over the next couple of days. So yeah, just an NBA trade deadline primer here on a Sunday night. Before we get into the questions, though, a few notes. Shout out to the stream team joining us right here, again, late on a Sunday night. Do us a solid if you're here. Smash the like button, hit subscribe, holler at me in the comments, and uh, share the show with your friends. We are marching to 40,000 subs, so help us get there, guys. Also... The No Dunks schedule this week is going to be a little bit different. Um, We're going to be moving around some of the days and times of some of our shows slash segments. Uh, The plan is for Taz to do the What You Need to Know excellent mini recap podcast Monday through Friday this week. Okay, so you'll have five of those from Tassie again. We also are getting back the Top Shot Hot Boy, the Bearded One, the... uh, the Bass Master, Trey Kirby. Yes, he's back from the, his vacation in Florida with his family. So he will be on all of the daily shows. Uh, you'll see him tomorrow. I believe he's coming uh, with his pick and payoff, too, from way back in February. So he'll be back, TK. And that means we're going to have to slip in a Hot Boys show, a Top Shot Hot Boys show, at some point early in the week. We'll, we'll rip some packs. Uh, maybe do that on Monday or Tuesday. So keep an eye for that. Our mailbag episode, Beach Steppin', that's going to be bumped up a day, okay? Usually do that on Wednesday. We're going to likely record that on Tuesday. 
So email us your questions and comments to nodunks at theathletic.com. That's the best way to do that. You can also leave your questions and your comments in the YouTube comment section, or you can tweet them in at nodunksinc. That's nodunksinc. It's not ink, like you've just been tatted up. Uh, it's an incorporation inc- is what we are. Uh, whoopsie should also be in the mix at some point this week, and Lee's very solid plays. But here's the key programming note or update. We're very likely going to postpone Thursday morning's No Dunks Daily podcast, the one we usually do at 10 a.m. Eastern. We'll push that to later in the day for when the deadline actually hits, right? The trade deadline again on Thursday, March 25th. So we won't do a 10 a.m. show. We'll push it into the afternoon, maybe even right around 3 o'clock, maybe a bit after. So all this is to say, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. So you know when we're live. I know you guys are already subscribed to the podcast feed, so that's great. Continue to do that. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave that five-star rating and review. All right. So that's what the week looks like. I wanted to get that out of the way. Let's get to the uh, smoked meat and potatoes here of this bonus pod, the NBA trade deadline primer. I went with smoked meat because I saw that Lily got himself a green egg. So he's going to be smoking some street ribs, I guess, coming up here. But... Here are the questions, guys, that uh, I'm sort of tackling. I'm sure a lot of you are as well with this trade deadline. And the first one, look at this. I'm doing this all by myself. I'm rolling solo. No JD. So I'm putting up the questions here tonight. First one is, will there be any blockbuster trades? Okay. My best guess is no. Like I said, it is not a particularly juicy. These aren't like street rib juicy, um, you know, trade deadline names being thrown around. We're not getting another Harden to Brooklyn like deal. I know Lee's still holding out hope that Bradley Beal gets moved, but the Wizards are reportedly refusing to even engage with teams that inquire about him. That's coming from uh, Fred Katz at The Athletic. Like They won't even like pick up the phone. Ah, oh, it's somebody calling about Beal again. Don't answer it. Don't answer it. Don't answer it. So, Beal's not going anywhere. I don't think Zach Levine is being traded from the Bulls. The Bulls are back. Everybody knows that. He's playing phenomenal. They're not moving him here at the deadline when they actually might get into the playoffs for the first time in a while. I don't think Carl Anthony Towns is going to be moved uh, this deadline. You know, that is something maybe for a year or two, three years in the future. He's obviously under the huge deal. He signed the long-term extension. But uh, Towns is not going anywhere. Porzingis, he was an interesting trade rumor there for a hot second, but that seems to have dived down. Now that brings us to Kyle Lowry when we're talking big names. TSN's Josh Lewenberg, he wrote recently that the Raptors don't intend to move the Groat, the greatest Raptor of all time, and that he's unlikely to be traded ahead of the deadline. I saw KOC, Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer, just a few hours ago, reporting a number of teams have been calling about Lowry, uh, including the Atlanta Hawks. Oh my goodness. I don't even know what I would do knowing if Kyle Lowry was in the same city as me here in Atlanta. But, uh, yeah, I still think it's unlikely, but there are many teams, I guess, trying to get Lowry or see what they could uh, potentially offer to Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster. It all comes down to Lowry. We've said it a million times. If Lowry goes to them and says, yeah, move me. Move me to a contender. I'd like to see if I can get another ring. Then I think they would try. I, I honestly do think they would uh, try and make something happen. I don't think Lowry's doing that. And I think where we're headed with him is the expiring deal. And then maybe after this season, he decides, oh, maybe I will go somewhere else. And it'll be a little uh, cleaner, so to speak. I just don't think Kyle Lowry's getting traded here in the next four or five days. Now, if one team could potentially get Lowry, 
If they wanted, I think the Sixers have an interesting deal. They have first-round picks. They've got some intriguing prospects. Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Thybul, who's already a defensive ace. I don't think the Sixers would want to move off of him. Um, but there are, you know, there are the pieces. They've got a lot of uh, a lot of guys on expiring deals. They have the ability to match Lowry's thirty point five million dollars salary, but it's unlikely. Put me down as no real blockbuster here, and uh, I would even include like Vucevic being moved, I guess, as a blockbuster. And I still don't even think that is going to happen. All right. Second question: Who will be the best player traded this week? If we don't think it's going to be like a blockbuster name, who is going to be uh, the you know, the best player, I guess, moved in the next couple of days. Let's start with the restricted free agents, because there's actually a lot of them, right? And you're seeing their names pop up here in all these rumors. Lonzo Ball, John Collins, Lowry Markinen, Josh Hart, Malik Monk. Those are, you know, 2017 first-round picks who haven't signed rookie extensions. Then CBS Sports' James Herbert pointing out Devontae Graham, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn. Those guys are all making like less than $2 million, but they're about to get much more expensive, uh, especially a guy you would think like Duncan Robinson. Uh, you know, does he get like Joe Harris type money, Bertons type money? Uh, it's in play, right? So we list all of those guys because if their teams are not prepared to pay what it takes to possibly retain them in the offseason, then you're going to explore the idea of maybe trading them. And that's why, you know, again, Lonzo Ball, Collins. And I think of all these names I just threw at you there, I think Markkanen is the most interesting um, from the bunch and whether or not the Bulls would look to to deal him. Just where does he fit with their long-term plans? They have some talented big guys. He, I would be a little petrified of giving a guy like that a, a, a big extension because he can't stay healthy. He's solid when he's out there. He's just rarely out there. He's averaging like 18 points per game, six boards, shooting a very respectable like 40% uh, plus from deep. You know, as a seven-footer. He's, he's basically Bargnani because um, he's a bad defender, just like Bargnani. Uh, you know, are the Bulls going to be the one ones be the ones that like give him uh, a hell of a pay increase? Um, I don't know, but I could see other teams being intrigued by that. Of like I just said, what he, what he can do if he can stay on the floor. So maybe, maybe the Bulls, because, you know, do they go on, move on from Thaddeus Young? No, they probably want to make the playoffs. Thaddeus Young is helping them. And not that Larry Markin is bad, but again, it comes down to the, the money of like, are you scared by the dollar signs that he is, uh, is maybe going to demand? Similar to what happened with John Collins, of course, and the Hawks and where they're at with him. So of all those guys, I think uh, Larry Markkinen, Maybe the most likely, I guess I just call it most intriguing to me because the Bulls have a weird decision there. Um, besides the RFAs, I am still convinced the best player traded this week is going to be Aaron Gordon. He, uh, if you don't know, he is a sneaky good defensive player. He really is. He's turned into like a, a little bit of a defensive stopper there um, over the last couple of years. The athleticism off the charts when he's healthy. He's a streaky three-point shooter. Uh, he's just, he can catch fire at times. That's why I say streaky. Like he has these games where he explodes and then he just has like days and if not weeks where he's uh, struggling from distance, just had a 38 point night. He's helping his trade value right now. He's playing, was playing all right. Mavs could be interested in a guy like that. Blazers could be interested in a guy like that. The Warriors are uh, reportedly interested. The Rockets, uh, wouldn't mind getting their hands on him. I've talked previously about how I think the Nuggets could put together a decent offer for Aaron Gordon. The last report we got was Orlando wants a younger player and a draft pick. They want the moon. 
uh, for Aaron Gordon. Are you going to get both of those? Maybe. But Denver, they could get there with that if they really see Aaron Gordon as like a, you know, a missing piece to go far in the playoffs. And I've compared him to like filling in for the role for like a Jeremy Grant and a Tory Craig. Like, I get that. That makes some sense. Yes, you get a little concerned. Is there a weird overlap with him and Michael Porter Jr.? Maybe. But Denver has their 2021 first round pick. They have young players that are intriguing in Hampton, Bull Bull, uh, Zeke, maybe even PJ Dozier, Dozier, who's a little bit older um, than some of those other guys. Salary matching, you can get there. So you can either do, you need Paul Millsap's like consent. Hey, Paul, you cool going to Orlando? Uh, you need him, and then you'd have to pair like a Michael Green, uh, which is now you're getting up to a, quite a bit there in my mind. But Gary Harris, he works 19.6 million, very similar to Aaron Gordon type money. So uh, there could be something there, though I'm now seeing, I'm not seeing a lot of Denver Nuggets sort of rumors. Uh, being maybe all that interested in Aaron, in Aaron Gordon. Some of those other teams, like I said, Blazers, Mavs, Warriors, Rockets, on and on and on. Uh, Wolves, I think, is another one. Um, but I think, to answer the main question there, who will be the best player traded uh, in the next couple days, I think it's Aaron Gordon. I do. All right, next one. This one's for the Beantown boys. Will Boston use their giant trade exception? This is Danny Yanks. Of course they're not. Now they're going to get awful close so many times. No, I think... It'd, be, it'd almost be weird if they don't, right, at this point. I feel like we've talked about this $28.5 million trade exception that the Celtics got, you know, when Gordon Hayward went to Charlotte so many times that it's just like, it'll be almost hilarious if they don't at this point. And they've got some other smaller ones, too, to work with, uh, trade exceptions, the Celtics, too. You know, they've struggled over the last little bit. They won tonight. Jalen Brown turning into Steph Curry is always nice, hitting 10 threes. Um, but... I guess put me down as they will do something with this. Now, it gets a little tricky. It's not this full 28.5 million, really. Boston is 15.5 million below the luxury tax threshold, and they're hard capped. So if they do not send salary out, they cannot use more than just under 20 million of that trade exception. Obviously, still pretty damn big when it comes to trade exceptions. They're not usually that big. So, yeah, put me down for the Celtics doing something here. Uh, which I know, I, I can't wait for that to blow up in my face. And it will be like, oh, we were oh so close. Uh, we almost, it's the, it's the fish that got away, the big fish that got away always with Danny Ainge and the Celtics. But we'll see, and uh, again, put me down for them actually doing something with it. Our next one here, next question in our NBA trade deadline primer. Which players will likely be bought out? Uh, you know, we talk about the Celtics giant trade exception nonstop, it feels like. Man, have we ever said the word buyout? or buyout market more. <laughs> I mean, I've been doing this like for 15 years. And yeah, it comes up. And there's sometimes like some interesting names. But my God, like with the Blake Griffin thing, and then of course Andre Drummond and LaMarcus Aldridge, and then there's some other ones I'm going to get to in a second. I feel like we're just always talking about buyout candidates, right? Um, and as we get closer to the trade deadline, you know, there, there are some pretty obvious ones. Drummond is $28.7 million. I mean... What would the Cavs, like, it's just difficult to make the contracts work. Like, just like Lowry, having a massive, you know, $30.5 million deal. Tough to make the math work to get all those contracts in there. You got to send a lot of guys back, a lot of numbers back generally to then get them. So that's, he's not being traded, I don't think. They're going to come to an agreement. And, you know, just like Blake leaving a lot of money uh, on the table there. Got a lot of it, don't get me wrong. Still leaving to then sign with Brooklyn, making his debut tonight. I think the same is going to happen with Drummond. Now, where does he go? Does he go to the Nets too? 
Sounds like it's Nets or Lakers. He gets to decide. <laughs> Not a bad option. You're going to like your chances to win a title. LaMarcus Aldridge, Pop, you know, what, a couple of weeks ago now, said they mutually agreed to part ways. They're trying to trade him. Can they get anything for LaMarcus Aldridge? Uh, a little skeptical. Again, $24 million, a lot. So they probably agree on a buyout. Also, the Spurs rarely ever do an in-season trade. So he'll probably be bought out. Now, who goes after him? I think the Celtics and the Blazers pursue him. Uh, though I wonder if, like, who gets first crack? Is it Drummond? And then he picks, you know, Brooklyn. Well, does Aldridge immediately go to the Lakers? Like, will that be in play? It's a possibility. Let me take a drink of beer. This is a talking a lot when it's just one guy. So those guys are, they're going to be about it, is what I'm getting at here. I think there are some other names, though, because those ones are getting all the headlines. The Bulls, Otto Porter Jr., massive expiring contract, too. $28.5 million. Otto man. Wow. So... Do the Bulls come to an agreement with, with him? And uh, does he move on? The Pelicans, J.J. Redick, much smaller at $13 million. There is uh, Gorgie Jang with the Grizzlies, potential buyout candidate. Could help a team, I think, uh, in the middle. And then another big guy, too, the Wizards, Robin Lopez. Now, he's $7.3 million, I believe. So uh, much easier to come to an agreement on uh, the smaller numbers like that. I think those are some other names to watch. Again, buyout market, buyout market, buyout market. It's sort of tough to say three times. Um... Yeah, it's just like the number one thing in the league right now. And I guess you're seeing Blake have like, you know, he looked great in the minutes I was watching there in the first half uh, that Nets game tonight. I was like, oh yeah, wow, you just got Blake Griffin for basically nothing. Now, I don't think anyone's going to be as good as Blake there with all those names I just listed, but some guys that can probably help, at least a, a title contender. Speaking of title contenders, look at that segue. That's why they pay me the big bucks. Which title contender is most likely to make a move? Now, funny, right? Because you got to, well, who's a title contender? I think, I think some people would have a short of list as five, maybe. Maybe even four. And then some people get as crazy as talking themselves into, what, eight, nine, ten? Which probably going a little overboard. But I mean, I'm getting at, like, are the Nuggets a title contender? Are the Blazers? Are the Miami Heat? I don't know, like, and I, I go back and forth on some of them. Um, so, yeah, how many do you have? Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever. At the top of my list, and I think two teams that no one can disagree with being legit title contenders, the Clippers and the Sixers, most likely to make a move. A lot easier for one of them than it is the other. So the Clippers are similar to the Lakers in the sense that they basically have no draft picks because of previous trades. And as Bobby Marks pointed out on ESPN, the Clippers are right up against the hard cap with their current roster. So even though it could still happen, of course, but like a trade like getting George Hill, getting a vet point guard in LAC, not as simple as just setting, sending back Lou Williams because Clips are only half a million below the hard cap. So that is going to be difficult with Lou's contract. Excuse me. I think I have a bug in my throat. I think there's a buyout market in my throat. The Sixers, on the other hand, they, they have the right ingredients, let's put it that way, to improve their squad. Now, they're balling right now. Tobias Harris shutting everybody up with these injuries to, to some of the guys. Sixers are rolling. So maybe they just like, they're like, no, let's not touch anything. Nothing's broken. Don't fix it. But, again, the ingredients to, to bake this trade deadline cake. What do they have? They have the ability to trade two future first-round picks. 
2023. They have an $8.3 million trade exception. And as I said earlier here, they have like seven guys on expiring contracts who, when you add them all up, like earn like $30 million. So you can make things happen with that, you know, type of expiring deals to make a a deal happen. And oh yeah, they have Daryl Morey. Uh, He's been known to make a move or two before. I think he wakes up every morning and is like, oh man, I'm making a trade today. He's been pretty, uh, you know, pretty reserved, I had to say, in Philly for the most part, but... He would do it if, if he sees something and he sees an intriguing player or a guy that he thinks makes their chance of even winning this title even more, he would he would go for it. I do believe that. Uh, you know, picks included being thrown in there. So we'll see. Again, they're rolling right now. Maybe they just don't touch anything, but I guess those teams sort of uh, jump out to me as uh, making the move. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Who else could be a buyer at the deadline is my next question as I semi-clear my throat again. There, uh, there's not a lot. as we, you know, This is the problem with this deadline. It looks like, uh, <laughs> well, excuse me, there are not a lot of sellers because everybody feels like they're in a playoff race, and they are. I mean, it feels like 90% of the teams are in a playoff race. So, There could be a bunch of people buying, but you need sellers to to make that dance work. I do think one team to keep an eye on that is not getting a ton of fanfare, the Charlotte Hornets could be a team to watch here in the next couple of days. With really leaning into, you know, we're a 500 team, let's make sure we get into the playoffs. You know, we're we're built around the excitement of LaMelo, of course, of Eric Collins and Del Curry on the broadcast. Uh, But... You know, they have their star player for the future in LaMelo. They got their big money guy in Hayward right now. Terry Rozier scoring 20 per game. Looks amazing. Take over, takes over games. Young talent in Bridges and P.J. Washington. And they have a ton of cap space um, at the end of the season. So they project to have a ton of cap space. So they could, you know, again, I don't think they're going for a huge, it's not going to be Vooch or something like that, but I think they'll be active. I do. 
And I think it makes sense. Um, so I'm excited to see what the Hornets, again, sort of under the radar, but what they do. All right, we're almost done. Because <clears throat> my voice is dying. This is very strange. I talk a lot usually on this show, so this is very odd. Final one. Who are some other names popping up in trade rumors? No, not final one. I'm going to do predictions after this. Okay, we know about the Rockets fire sale, so that should include Victor Oladipo, who is definitely an intriguing name. Um, but will people be scared to attach any like young players or picks when you know he's probably just going to go sign wherever he wants to sign uh, when he when he's uh, ready to go next uh, or in, later in the summer? Eric Gordon, they would love to trade. I'm sure. Ugh, this guy cannot stay healthy. When he's, he- when he's healthy, I think he's a, a decent player on a lot of teams. He can help a lot of teams, but oh, poor, poor Eric Gordon. I remember when Tass used to love Eric Gordon when he played for the Clippers. Would never stop talking about him. So the Rockets should have a fire sale. Half the Kings roster, in theory, I don't know, can be had maybe. Harrison Barnes, you're, you're, like, people are going back and forth on whether the Kings would actually move him. Buddy Heald's name has been thrown around a couple times. Rashawn Holmes is another guy that's probably going to be due for a bit of a pay raise. Do the Kings want to give it to him? Marvin Bagley III, well, yeah, injured. Um, and then Bielitsa, who probably will be moved. He's like the classic guy that is moved at a deadline in the sense that he's like, you know, smallish contract, big guy that can shoot. You know, he's not a lockdown defender, but throw him in the right system. He's maybe not lost out there. He just like, it's, it's simple. You can just sort of see it happening. And then there are a couple other Magic players, not just Aaron Gordon, Terrence Ross, I think could really help a team. I think for sure. If he gets moved, put me down for Terrence Ross winning his team like a playoff game. Like, that guy catches fire. Uh, So he could be a difference maker. And then Evan Fournier, similar to some extent, um, can get hot at times. And, you know, his name's been in a lot of trade rumors. Even Kem Birch, good old Canadian Kem Birch, uh, everyone's favorite tree, is uh, being thrown around. And there's Al Horford, George Hill with OKC. You know, OKC at this point, like they've played phenomenally well. Shout out to SGA. Shout out to Dort. If everybody wants to drop their Dort in the stream team, exclamation mark, all caps. But you know, they're they're not kidding themselves. Like we're not making. They they know they're not making the playoffs. Uh, and they didn't even want to. They're probably surprised where they even are right now. Like you know, still sniffing. I guess a play-in tournament, but they're not going to go that way. So yeah, anything they can get back. Uh, you know, you got picks. Presti's interested. Um, so maybe Al Horford uh, going back to Boston. Is that a possibility? Uh, and George Hill, like I said, with the Clippers, a couple other teams would, uh, I'm sure, talk themselves into a vet point guard, you know, coming off the bench in a playoff series. So those are some other names. The final one here, guys, as I start to wrap this up. Already going to, wow, already talking 25 minutes, man. Flies by. Flies by when you're just talking to yourself. Trade deadline predictions. Okay, I'll hit you with three. Two are okay, one is super lame. The first one I've been saying for about, I don't know, feels like three weeks, so I'll just really lean into it. The Magic will make a trade, okay? Just keep talking this into existence. Um, I think it will be Aaron Gordon. As I've said, I think he'll be the best player traded here. Terrence Ross, though, Fournier. I think one, if not two, of those guys uh, are not on the roster by the end of the week. I think the Magic actually do something here. Uh, you know, their losing streak continues. It, it's, it's bad. And at some point, you know, get something in return 
for these guys. Now, maybe they're asking too much for AG. Like I said, they want the young player and the pick. Well, everybody says that, right? That's what we want. We want, we, and you don't want to take that long-term money, blah, 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 blah. Well, at some point you have to like, okay, well, we're not going to get all three things we want, but we'll take two or we'll take that really nice one. So I think that's what happens. Magic, make a deal. Second one, this is a lame one. I do think one of the content, now it could be a buyout candidate to bring that word back up, but I think the Pistons, could they get some sort of deep second round pick for Wayne Ellington? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking the golden arm, baby. Wayne Ellington, again, you know, sort of, um, you know, is like a vet guy that, again, can maybe gets thrown out in there in a playoff series, can stretch the floor, he can hit some shots. So could he find his way back to the Miami Heat? Is that possible? Um, they could use some shooting in Miami Heat. Last time I checked, it was not long ago, Miami was near dead last in the league in three-point percentage, which actually really caught me by surprise when you consider they have Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, uh, Kelly Olenek, you know, Iguodala even. It was like, what? Um, yeah, I think they're like 27th, 28th in the league in three-point percentage. A little strange. So they, they would, like any team, a little three-point shooting would always help. And Wayne Ellington had some good years in Miami. Could he make his way back there? I think Detroit would definitely move off of him. Uh, for very little, and again, maybe it comes in, turns into a buyout uh, candidate there in Wayne Ellington, but maybe he finds his way to Miami. My third prediction, the Blazers come, well, let's call it Thursday, I guess, Thursday afternoon. The Blazers might be the winners of the trade deadline, because I think the Blazers, they might have like a little sneaky, bold move to make here, and, and here's where my thinking's going with this. They got to be looking at the Western Conference standings and saying, okay, there's a little bit of an opening here. The Jazz are great. Don't get me wrong. But they need to prove it in a playoff run. We all know that. The Suns are feisty. Totally unproven for the most part, you know, when it comes to the playoffs. And that's fine. That's normal. You know, they're going to be happy just to get in there for sure. Clippers, do they instill confidence in anyone at this point? Not, not a ton. The Lakers have been hit by the injury bug. First, it's AD. Been out so long, going to be a while still. And now LeBron with the high ankle sprain. We'll talk about that on tomorrow's uh, No Dunks Daily for sure. All of the questions uh, off of LeBron's ankle injury. What looked bad, definitely looked bad. Um, you know, he, he will be back, don't get me wrong, but uh, that's still two brutal injuries to your two best players. So, how far do the Lakers fall on the standings and all that? And then the Nuggets, I think, are great. And I think even the Mavericks are a really good team, but they're on the same level as, as Portland, in my mind. They're, they're very, very similar teams. They're, 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 they're weird teams at times because they look really, really good, and then other times like you're very disappointed in them. Uh, so consistency can be an issue. But with the Blazers making a sneaky move here, Lillard is in his prime. I think Portland, in a weird way, owes it to him to, if possible, like go all in here. You know, he's proven his loyalty to you. You, you got to turn around and do the same. CJ McCollum, back from a foot injury. Awesome. Nurk should be returning shortly. And then to make a deal, they have young prospects to entice a team. You have Gary Trent Jr. You have Anthony Simons. You have Nasir Little. You, I mean, Rodney Hood would probably be moved in any sort of like substantial sort of uh, trade because of his salary, um, which I believe is like around $10 million. Uh, I think for two years, if I have that right, he might have a player option next year. 
but he would probably be included. And, 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 they very likely, it sort of depends on how a pick conveys this year, uh, I think with Houston, but they should have first-round picks in the future to throw into a, to a, a potential trade, the Blazers do, in 23, 25, and 27. I don't know who that is, because obviously as I've just taken you through, I mean, who that is the Blazers go and get. Maybe it is Aaron Gordon. Maybe it's someone we haven't even thought of yet. But I think the Blazers could, and in a weird way should, be looking to improve this team. Because I think there's like, you know, there's a little lane there. They've already, of course, been to a conference finals. There's a lane. Lillard's in his prime. I mean, it's similar to Jokic. This guy is playing at the best he's ever played. You gotta, you gotta, gotta, like, capitalize on it if you can. I mean, I'm not saying, like, you're going to mortgage your future, but you got these are, like, just superstar talent. And uh, you should take a swing at it, I think. So we'll see. Those are my predictions, basically, with the Magic, sort of with the Wayne Ellington there, and I think the Blazers. Uh, again, you know when everybody does the winners and losers of the trade deadline? I'm sure we'll do it on Thursday. Put me down for the Blazers. I'm calling my shot. I think they're going to be a winner. Um, come sort of near the end of the week. That's it for me. We'll call it there. My voice seemed to get a little bit better. I really did just have like a weird little tickle going on in there. But I'll tell you what, that Miller High Life. Oh, the champagne of beers. They call it that for a reason. I call it medicine, basically. Um, but thank you for joining me here on the stream team. Again, a little different. I know solo skeets. I don't even have JD helping me out, but it's all good. We are going to be back with the whole crew. For this week. And this is a, a big week. The trade deadline, uh, you know, again, we'll find out whether it's entertaining, but it's a fun week with all the rumors flying around. TAS is what you need to know Monday through Friday. Beach stepping probably a day earlier. We'll have a top shot. Hot Boys, where Trey and I will rip some packs. TK is back in the mix, like I said off the top. Super excited to catch up with him. Hear about Florida. Is he a Florida man now? I still don't even know what that means, but we'll find out. And then, yeah, the trade deadline show that we'll do live here, of course, on YouTube around, you know, around 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern, I would say, on the Thursday. But we got shows all week back in the Classic Factory. You know us, guys. So, hashtag full squad for Monday, too. Winners and losers. Let's hear your winners and losers of the weekend. Leave them in the comments. And uh, I guess more importantly, let's hear your trade deadline predictions in the comments. All right? And, And again, please like, subscribe, and share the show. Lots of fun. That was fun for me. I don't know about for you guys, but I will uh, talk to you guys soon. Mm, You know, about 12 hours. I get used to saying this with you guys now. I'll talk to you guys, mm, yeah, in about 12 hours. Take care. You could stay.